the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Time now for the second hour of the Jimmy Sangenberger Show. News Talk 710 KNUS. Now 7 to 10 on 710. Peter Boyles from 10 to 1. Great to be with you today as always. I didn't have a chance to do a couple of things regarding the school choice issue in the last segment. There will be a celebration of school choice coming up on Tuesday, January 23rd at the Denver Capitol West Steps being put on by several great organizations. The Colorado Association of Private Schools, Colorado Parent Advocacy Network, and Parents Challenge, who we just mentioned in the last hour, and Parents United. They're all going to be partnering with the National School Choice Awareness Foundation to celebrate students having educational options here in Colorado. It can and should be expanded. But there's a lot of it. It is at least encouraging. And I'm glad to see the expansions per Corey DeAngelis in the last hour in school choice around the country. It is deeply, deeply encouraging. Our telephone number in a bit will open up the phones. Feel free to call in now, though, if you want to. 303-696-1971 is our telephone number. It is bitter, bitter cold out right now. Uh, I came into the station and... I mean, it was literally below freezing, and it's going to be continuing all throughout the weekend. The high today set to be 5 degrees. Uh, Alexa, I'm seeing just texting in. Live report for you. Streets are slick. I-25 northbound sucks. Four fresh accidents. Accidents at about I-25 and University northbound. Thank you, Alexa, for letting us know about this. Please drive safe if you are out and about today. You need to be careful on those roads. Do not underestimate the iciness of the situation. So last weekend, we ended the program by talking about the folks at a newsletter and website called Rhino Watch, Rhino Watch Colorado. And we ended the show with this because I saw a post by Prodigy Consulting Group, the firm of Weston Eimer, saying, look, I didn't really have much to do with Rhino Watch. This came, I think it was the day after Heidi Ganahl was added to the Rhino Wall of Shame, the former Republican nominee for governor a conservative stalwart, particularly when she was CU regent at large, and the only elected Republican for a while until statewide, until we now had no statewide elected Republicans in Colorado, which remains to this day. But somehow she was worthy of the rhino wall of shame. And so my curiosity was piqued. Okay, so Prodigy saying they helped to start it, get some things going, But that was it. So 
I wondered, look, there's all this negativity. That's what's coming out to Rhino Watch, from Rhino Watch. Labeling people as rhinos, saying, oh, they're Republicans in name only for this reason or that reason. Always negative on folks. And doing so with anonymity. And I talked a little bit about that. And then a couple days later, I made a post on social media echoing those sentiments. And we'll talk a little more about some of those sentiments as they are relevant in our discussion. But I highlighted this a little bit. And what was really interesting was yesterday, the day that my column went out, Meet Colorado's New Republican Establishment, that morning I woke up to an email, a new Rhino Watch email, curiously entitled, Shout Out to Jimmy Sangenberger. And by the way, what's really interesting about Rhino Watch is it does seem to be a very widespread newsletter because people I know who are not Republican activists but are just everyday Republicans started getting this email at the same time I did, maybe you did, and they didn't subscribe to it back in October. And I was asked by a bunch of people, how did I get onto this list? Now, I, I believe firmly that it came from the Colorado GOP because – that's the only way that I could see the the number of people and the kinds of folks get it. I don't know that for sure, but I believe that is the case. It's an important little bit of, of context about how this goes out. So this was fun. January 12th, 2024, shout out to Jimmy Sangenberger, the 710 KNUS host forces us to reveal our true identity. Of course, they don't proceed to actually reveal their identities. They say, oh, well, the Liberty scorecard for the 2023 session is a true rhino reveal. So highlight the Liberty scorecard. When it comes to the elections and the Colorado County Clerks Association, well, that's Sally O'Bride writing about that. Todd Watkins on FedSurrection Week, the El Paso County Vice Chair. And then at the end it says, disclaimer of this these bullet points, disclaimer, Prodigy Consulting Group was hired to help with our original newsletter template design and had no further involvement with Rhino Watch Colorado. We'll get to that here in a, in a moment as well. But... These were just listing a couple contributors, and on their website even, rhinowatchco.com, which to me reminds me of uh, Yahoo GeoCities. I don't know if uh, you ever used this at the time of the mid-2000s. I was in middle and high school playing around with Yahoo GeoCities, and that's what this site honestly reminds me of as a 2000s website. But they don't reveal any names. They didn't really reveal anything. That's fine. That's all well and good. Because what we have here is a group that fancies themselves, John, as I said last weekend, John Jay, James Madison, Alexander Hamilton, operating under the moniker of Publius in 1788. Or vigilante heroes like Batman. Of course, they are no Publius. They are no Bruce Wayne. Because their project is maligning fellow Republicans. But my favorite part of the email was the bottom. 
I was not, I mean, this was the big disappointment. I thought when I saw the email, I was going to be inducted into the rhino wall of shame. But no, instead, I was labeled our hero with my picture right there. And then the nickname. You always have to have a nickname. Jimmy Butters Sangenberger. Yes, Butters. Who's the boy that can laugh in a storm cloud, turn around into a smile for free? Who's the kid with a heart full of magic? Everyone knows it's Butters. That's me. You know, I love it because, on the one hand, because he's a very musical character. And you know me with harmonica. We didn't last... I appreciate that. Although I do think it was a little lame because it was a little too on the nose. It doesn't take somebody very creative and imaginative to craft a nickname like this. You could have put a little bit more effort. Now, you don't have to do like Ken Starr did, may he rest in peace, Jimmy the Harmonica Man, or 9mm News on X labels me blues man in all of their tweets. You don't have to do that, but a little bit more creativity would be good. It seems like if you're going for South Park, that's a little bit low-hanging fruit. I'm a little perplexed why they didn't pick Man Bear Pig. I'm super serial about that, by the way, because, look, this is somebody who's like all concerned and supposedly, you know, there's a... there's a lot of concern going on from yours truly. Now, maybe they didn't want to do Man Bear Pig, which makes more sense because that was spoofing off of Al Gore. And that therefore you are bringing in politics because they're kind of like Man Bear Pig, where they're identifying and very super serial about it, identifying the rhino under every rock, warning you about them. Or I, I don't know. I kind of think, though, of Rhino Watch as being more like Randy Marsh. I mean, this is this is a, a, a character who, uh, when you look at his COVID era time period, he's the father of Stan in the show. When they had their pandemic special, I haven't watched too much South Park, but this is one of the episodes I did watch, and it was absolutely hilarious. Now, Randy Marsh initially support strict COVID-19 lockdown measures. He's concerned about public safety. He's all worried. But when he sees an opportunity from the pandemic, of course he makes the switch. He goes into the pot business. He starts selling marijuana, saying, oh, this is an essential business. And he's willing to abandon all of his concerns to jump in and start selling pot. And he goes overboard with it. It is absolutely hilarious. But here's the thing. They really, for comedic effect, play up the inconsistency. Highlighting Randy Marsh's tendency to constantly flip-flop on his beliefs. Now, I, I'm not saying that Rhino Watch is flip-flopping, but I am saying two things. One, that... They're chasing after some sort of advantage. It's the thing about, as we'll get to, the new Republican establishment. You got the state chairman, Dave Williams, putting out an email blast saying, hey, everybody, I'm running for Congress. I'm not giving up my seat. 
And here's my press release praising me as a conservative leader or whatever. And so Dave puts out that email and he's on with George Brockler this week. And he's asked by George, would you do the same thing for your opponents, for other congressional candidates? And what does he do? Like the cowardly keyboard vigilantes at Rhino Watch who refuse to recognize that they're not Bruce Wayne, John Jay, Alexander Hamilton, or James Madison. He takes the coward's way out. What Dave Williams does is he says, I'm going to punt to the executive committee. I decided for myself to use the official email list and address for the Colorado Republican Party to make my announcement about being a heroic conservative running in the 5th Congressional District. But I'm going to punt to the executive committee to decide whether or not my opponent should get the same treatment. Using his position as chairman as a political booster seat is akin to selling ice to an Eskimo. This whole thing is nonsense. Pursuing that sort of, this is for my advantage. Abusing that position. In 2002, Bob Beaupre said, hey, sayonara, guys, I'm resigning and I'm running for Congress. Now, they point to Ken Bach and they say, hey, well, Ken was an incumbent congressman and he was made the chairman of the party. Well, yeah, as an incumbent congressman, where one of his arguments was, I'm not going to take a salary, unlike Dave Williams, and... I'm going to work on fundraising for the party in this cycle. And guess what? The party actually said yes to him running or becoming chairman while being a sitting congressman, knowing he would run for reelection unopposed in a primary, by the way, unlike Williams. So folks actually went in there and had a say, whereas that's not the case with Dave Williams. And the other thing with Ken Buck is that he had a, a setup that initially was Steve House. Steve House decided to run for the sixth, resigned as, uh, I think it was CEO. And then Don Itterberg, former state party vice chairman, was put into that position to run day-to-day affairs for the party. That's not the case with Williams and the way he operates. But then there's also this point about Rhino. What in the world is a Rhino? 303-696-1971. Please help me understand the Rhino rubric. And I asked this question. I asked this question because it's hard to know these days. I mean, I remember when I was getting involved in the Tea Party movement uh, earlier on. I was working for Randy Corcoran, who gave me my first job out of college, and he was just starting up being chairman of the Rappo Tea Party. And I remember the ideological bent that was really focused on taxed enough already, taxation and big government. And it was clearly an ideological movement. I was on board with that. And the rhino terminology in the establishment was these are the people who aren't standing up for small government, lower taxes. It was ideological. That's why it then turned into 2015, 2016. Ted Cruz is the purveyor 
of conservatism. He's a true conservative. Therefore, the Republicans in this state dramatically supported him, including yours truly, in the primary, and he won the delegates in the state assembly. And a lot of those folks who were opposing or supporting Ted Cruz called Donald Trump a rhino. Now, in fairness, when Trump was elected, he proved a lot of us conservatives wrong in the sense that he governed far more conservative than most of us anticipated. I mean, heck, look at the Supreme Court. I I touted one of the most brilliant things that Trump did was appointing three justices, sure, in his administration and, and changing the lower courts. It was brilliant. But remember, during the primaries, just as they were starting to come to a close, he announced a list of possible judicial appointments, a tremendous list. And I credited it and said, this is a great play. This is showing that he's trying to appeal to the conservative movement. And by the way, I was the first person on this station who didn't support Trump initially, like Matt Dunn, who's been on the Trump train from the beginning, to say a month before the national convention, when Colorado Republicans tried to stop Trump, tried to dump Trump because he was a rhino, including many people who are vehement Trump supporters right now. I said, we need to vote for Trump. Look at the Supreme Court. Look at Hillary Clinton. We need to vote for Trump. And I remember I got the tapes. I remember getting a lot of flack from folks and some people who said, you know what? You're right. We need to go for the the guy who's the inevitable nominee. But at the time, Trump was the rhino because he wasn't a conservative. Now, then, as things evolved, you got to, oh, it's the personality of Trump. It's not about his policies. People talk about he's a fighter against the Democrats. That's the reason that they love Trump more than anything to do with policy. Policy is an afterthought for a lot of folks. The rhino rubric then said it is Trump. Do you like Trump or not? If you like Trump, you're a genuine Republican. You don't like Trump, you're rhino. Then 2020 election happens. I vote for Trump the second time. Strongly made the case. I played harmonica at a Laura Trump rally on stage. And then he loses the election. And soon after, the rubric for the rhino becomes... Do you believe in the stolen election or not? Man, bear pig. If you don't, then you're a rhino. Or you might be a rhino. If you do, then you're a MAGA patriot. And then it evolved to the personalities here in Colorado. Do you support Tina Peters, Ron Hanks, Dave Williams? No? Well, then you're probably a rhino. You're the establishment. Never mind that it is the party infrastructure that is being used by Dave Williams and Rhino Watch to accomplish their objectives. It's so funny. When you, and I write this in yesterday's column, when you appoint yourself custodians of GOP legitimacy, Tasked with separating wheat from chaff and branding the rhinos, all while wielding official party machinery and apparently their exclusive email list, you aren't fighting the establishment, folks. The dirty little secret is you are the establishment. If you're in the Rhino Hunters Club, you can manipulate party infrastructure and receive adulation and get a pass on dubious behavior. You 
steal a, an individual's identity to get a former 90s pro surfer, Conan Hayes, into your election facility so that he can copy a hard drive and then put it out on the web? That's okay, because you're a hero trying to prove that the elections were magically stolen. If you're out of the Rhino Hunters Club, though, you're dunked on by cowardly keyboard vigilantes casting stones whilst hiding behind an Oz-like curtain of anonymity. I don't want to be in that club that casts aspersions. Let he who casts the first stone... He who is without sin casts the first stone. Yeah. I'd much rather be Butters. Who's the boy that can laugh in a storm cloud, turn a frown into a smile for free? Who's the kid with a heart full of magic? Everyone knows it's Butters. That's me. Now, if you have a better nickname, please. 303-696-1971. Give me a call. I'd love to hear it. But, I mean, here's the thing. And the fundamental point, the purity test keeps changing. There isn't a rhino rubric. It is chasing after the pot money as Randy Marsh does in South Park. Rather, placing blame on those who disagree with their tactics is a convenient, if ultimately futile, way to explain away their repeated failures. I close my column with this, and we shall go out to the break here. The theatrics of the new Republican establishment feels like a comical parody of Mel Brooks' classic History of the World Part 1, giving Democrats a hearty laugh. And you know that they are laughing seeing these antics and divides when we are down and out, down for the count on the right, and not even trying, it seems, to write the ship. So I, I keep anticipating that they'll break into a Rhino Inquisition musical, complete with song and dance and choreographed political moves. Let all who wish to confess their evil ways and accept and embrace the true Republicans convert now or forever burn in the Rhino Wall of Shame. For now begins the Inquisition. Keep it here on the Jimmy Sangenberger Show. 303-696-1971. I want a new nickname. Do you got something better that you can pitch for the Rhino Watch folks? But really, who is a Rhino? What is a Rhino? 303-696-1971. It's the Jimmy Sangenberger Show. 710 KNUS. Takamata, do not implore him for compassion. Takamata, do not beg him for forgiveness. Takamata, do not ask him for mercy. Let's face it, you can't talk him out of anything. Let all those who wish to confess their evil ways and to accept and embrace the true church convert now or forever burn in hell. For now begins... The Inquisition! (laughs) 
the Inquisition. Let's begin the Inquisition. Look out, Sam. We have a mission to convert the Jews. We're gonna teach them wrong from right. We're gonna help them see the light and make an offer that they can't refuse. That the Jews just can't refuse. Confess. Don't be boring. Say yes. Don't be dull. To lose your skull cap than your skull. Oh, you're a vault. The Inquisition. What a show. The Inquisition. Here we go. We know you're wishing that we'd go away. But the Inquisition's here and it's here to stay. Oh, boy. The Inquisition. Watch out. The Inquisition. Oi, oi. They know who you are. And the rhino hunters are on the hunt. I love Leonard Skinner. Good to be with you. Best damn bumper music known to man. Heading towards 11 years running. News Talk 710 KNUS. It is indeed the Jimmy Butter Sangenberger Show. Who's the boy that can laugh in a storm cloud, turn around into a smile for free? Who's the kid with a heart full of magic? Everyone knows it's Butter. That's me. Oh, I love that I bring magic. The fun that we have with our bumper music just really does it, doesn't it? Good to be with you. 303-696-1971. If you are just joining us, that is the nickname that I have been bestowed by Rhino Watch on the shout out to Jimmy Sangenberger email that they put out yesterday. A little on the nose, don't you think? But oh well. 303-696-1971, our telephone number. Let's go to Jack in Evergreen. What's going on, Jack? Yeah, I was wondering where you got that I'd rather be butter from. Apparently it's from that song you just prayed. Or does it, <laughs> so it, or does is, it have a deeper meaning? It is from South Park, the, the, the cartoon South Park. He's a character oh. on South Park who's this, this uh, innocent, sweet, kind, gullible little boy. Yeah. Well, I've never watched that, although the people that did that went to evergreen high school with my oldest son yeah oh really he, he knew him well trey parker is one of my things okay but anyway well, they have some some I, I haven't watched too much south park but they have several tremendous satires their economy one is just absolutely hysterical man bear pig is tremendous and the pandemic one that i talked about with this character of randy marsh that i think epitomizes some of the folks we're talking about um is, is also a- hysterical is that on television or something? Yeah, yeah, it's a well, long-standing cart- adult cartoon no, show. It is not for kids. Nobody in our family has ever owned a television, by the way. They, <laughs> well, have, li- they have library cards. Instead. Remarkable, remarkable. <laughs> hey, one other thing. Yes, sir. Uh, it reminded me of one that, I, that I, uh, I enjoy very much, and a few of your people in your audience might understand it. And that one goes, I'd rather be ashes than dust. Do you know where that comes from? Hmm. Um, I'm not sure about, I mean, I know the origination of ashes uh, ashes and dust, and as a Catholic, it's ashes to ashes and dust to dust every Ash Wednesday that comes about each year. But that particular saying, go ahead Jack, and explain. Jack London. Oh, really? Okay. And on your, your, your rhino hunt, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I don't want to be too uh, too far forward on this stuff, but politically, 
rhinos aren't even an issue anymore. Where we're at right now, yeah. there's only two parties. There's the Trump Party and there's the Communist Party. Hmm. And that's, that's where we are at right you, now. You know, you have uh, sentiments that are echoed by Kimberly Strassel in the Wall Street Journal oh, yesterday. Trump yes. versus the non-rhinos. And she says the following, Jack, quote, in the very beginning, even if Donald Trump doesn't become the 2024 Republican presidential nominee, he will have left his stamp on the GOP. His biggest legacy is one he most steadfastly refuses to acknowledge, and it's become his biggest headache. Mr. Trump isn't at any risk from any rhinos. He made sure of it. Well, you know, the, the, the uniparty uh, position people have been vocalizing about, they are really all the same for like 15 years. But the truth of the matter is, uh, there really isn't a Republican Party. If you're a conservative, the, the Democrat Party has been totally taken over by the communists. And you've got the Trump against the communists. And with the unit party being in place, it's hard to separate the handful of Republicans that are still, you know, patriots. Well, there's, I, I, there's, there's too few of them. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to get off into a, a tangent and talking. I'm not a big fan of the unit party thing. I mean, the Rhino Watch email that went out about Lauren Boebert said that she surrendered to the enemy because you'll have a uh, Democrat or a uniparty Republican. And, and quite frankly, if you talk about the Republican Party as you do, Jack, no matter how you look at it, the reality is that party Trump's person. We hear it often. You read it from Mike Rosen every year. Party Trump's person because you need to have a majority in order to have, even though we're frustrated with him right now, many folks, yes. Speaker Mike Johnston, or you need to have a Republican majority in order to have a Judiciary Committee chairman named Jim Jordan. I know Mike very well, and that's that mechanics that you're talking about are no longer relevant. What wait a second, now, wait a second. So it's better to have a Democrat majority than a Republican majority, Jack? No, it's better to get rid of all the Democrats because they're not the Democrat Party anymore. They are the Communist Party. Yeah, but that's not what I'm asking, though. I'm asking about the distinction between having Republican control, which means Jeff Hurd, maybe, in the 3rd Congressional District versus... Democrat control of the House. No, we have to get rid of all the Democrats. Okay, there we go. All right, Jack, I appreciate the call, brother. Thank you. Now, let's go to Joe in Arvada up next. Good morning, Joe. Well, I'd like to chime in with Jack. Uh, Are you on on speaker right now? No, okay, I, it sounds I, like I, I'm in a jacuzzi, and it does kind of hawk <laughs> echo. Sorry. That's fine. I'm glad so, you're relaxing as you're calling in, Joe. That's so great. So here's the thing. Um, I, I would say to you that Jack is right, but a lot of people haven't come to the the uh, table yet. It's just like the American media. I know it's a Hitler analogy. They didn't come to the table when Hitler was walking all over Europe. They it took them after the war to figure it out. They they really never understood that. The New York Times still doesn't write articles saying mea culpa. We were wrong. There were ovens. Uh, you know, here let let me explain it to you this way, Jimmy. The the Democrat Party in Dennis Prager's words is evil. And the reason that that we have to stand up and fight is because there are some good left. Yes, in the Republican Party. Yes, conservatives. It's good versus evil. 
That's it. It's plain cut and dried. This is what I tried to tell John Caldera. You're either for Trump or you're carrying the water for the communist. That's all there is at this point. It's just like in the war, in World War II, you were either trying to get those guys and uh, eliminate them in, in uh, the, the Nazi army, or you were carrying their water. Now, there came a point where the war was over, and there had to be trials. So, and I think we'll come to that. Okay, let's let's get to this question, though, and bring it back to the topic at hand. What is a rhino, and do they need to be excised from the Republican uh, Party? A rhino is somebody carrying water for the Democrat Party, and how either is that knowingly or unknowingly. How is that determined? Uh, well, um, there's a, a, you know, you could go through the litmus test. Yeah, please do. do I'm not sure wear, what the litmus test is. Did you is. have to wear the Nazi uh, Enough, enough, the, what, enough Nazi analogies. Enjoy, I'm, I'm asking, asking for, no, Joe, wear, I want the litmus test. You mentioned go through the litmus test. Go through the litmus test, please. Give you I'll give you a litmus test. Go for it. Read the article I sent you about Ray Epps. Uh, The lead investigator in the House uh, Committee to investigate J6 on the Republican side says there were 200 feds dressed up as Trump supporters. Okay, get to the point on the litmus test. I want the litmus test, Joe. I'm on time. Did you ever report that fact? I, I have not been talking about January 6th much in a long time. You just the, making go, my point go for to, me. Okay, so so you have to talk about January 6th and be all, oh, it's a conspiracy about what happened on, about on January, January 6th. But I'm just clarifying the litmus Did test. Did you talk about Joe, January 6th? the litmus test. No, I have not talked about I, it in I, quite I, some I, time. But the litmus test oh, is that. Okay, what else? Time. what no, else is on the you, litmus test, Joe? Uh, well, I'm asking, see, I'm, give I'm, me I, a list. You can't no, Joe, Joe, you can't answer a simple question, brother. We do this game all the time, you and I, and I am asking for if there's a litmus test, it is not let's go through this whole long narrative. It is let's go ahead and list the items of the litmus test because I'm not sure what the rhino rubric is. We got to go to a break, but I'm going to go back to you before we do, Joe. Give me a few things on the litmus test, please. Okay, I'll give you more than one. I'll give you more than one. 200 feds at the... the okay, so direction. Jan 6th, I got that. What else? Okay. Uh, are you committed to Donald Trump as the party's nominee? Now, you can make a choice, no. but acknowledging that he is leading everything... And he is going okay. to win the the the. Uh, so Jan sixth and pro Trump candidate. All right, he's going. To, okay, understood. Uh, Number three. When I ask this question, who is going to be our party's nominee? Can you answer it? I don't know. I actually ah, think Nikki Haley a, has a. I actually answer. think no. I that's actually think Nikki. Answer. We will know in a few weeks, Joe. That's the right. We will answer. know in a few weeks. I'm asking one more, one more. No, Nikki Haley could absolutely become the nominee. All right. It's a trap. I'm feeling Star Wars right now. Uh, uh, Earlier, we talked with Corey D'Angelis. He's got a chapter in his book, The Parent Revolution, on uh, the uh, that parodies The Empire Strikes Back. Well, now we have it's a trap. Admiral Akbar. Oh, my gosh. I sprung the trap. So Jan 6th and pro-Trump. Okay, I, I'm not noticing any actual ideology there. 
what what makes a Republican is just fealty to a political individual. And it is talking about an incident that regardless of how you interpret it, it's still a stain on our country. Yes, I believe that January's I don't think that they should be charged with a lot of the things that folks are being charged with. But January 6th was a stain on our country. And it was an outrageous riot. And by the way, two things can be true at the same time. But so January 6th and Trump are the two, and that is the answer. I think there's another piece in Colorado where there are some Colorado political figures that you have to pledge fealty to as well. But nevertheless, here you are. As we go to the break, let's play one more little snippet because the Rhino Inquisition is on. And folks... It ain't going anywhere. It's the Jimmy Sangenberger Show, now 7 to 10 on 710 KNUS. The Inquisition, what a show. The Inquisition, here we go. We know you're wishing, and we go Just about to crash and burn. Walter Trout bringing us back. I don't think he and Joe Lewis Walker are singing about the Colorado Republican Party. It is not a question, by the way, that I will ask him when I am expected to interview Walter Trout. Um, We'll record an interview this coming week with Walter Trout himself for next Saturday's show. Very much looking forward to that. He's traveling around the world, got a lot going on. He's got a new album that is coming out. And so we're anticipating, you never know what will happen, but we should have Walter Trout on the program next Saturday. Our first Blues Man interview on the Jimmy Sangenberger Show for 2024. So great to be with you this morning as we shift gears in the next hour to the real people that Republicans should be aiming towards with their rhetoric, with their pushback, with their votes, with their arguments. And that is the Democrats, the kind of Democrats like Tim Hernandez. One of the reasons why Martin Luther King's philosophies were so unpopular is because he called for an immediate and permanent ceasefire in Vietnam. I'm so proud to stand today as a member of the Latino caucus. I'm so proud of my caucus for standing in solidarity with the oppressed and calling for an immediate and permanent ceasefire in Gaza today. Thank you. Yeah, that's. That's the kind of stuff that's going on in the Colorado State Legislature. Insanity. State Representative Ron Weinberg will join us in the top of the at the top of the hour to dive into what's happening at the Colorado State Legislature as the session is now underway with anti-Semitism present and being rebuked, rebuked enough. I don't know. 
We'll get his thoughts on that and, of course, the policy issues of the day. Coming up on the other side, it's the Jimmy Sangenberger Show, News Talk 710 KNUS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.